0: You see other companies that are posting every day, and some other companies are posting multiple times a day. Yet, yet most people think oh, I haven't got a Scooby Doo what to do today, and I, I, I and I find that frustrating.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode eighty six of Sharp Podcast the personal growth podcast from SON Development where we help you get better at the things you have to do so you can spend more time on the things you want to do. Now this episode features a great chat with Rob Osborne from Red Knight Solutions. Actually, this episode kind of features two different things at the same time. So at a surface level, on the face of it, we're talking about managing your digital marketing and creating social media content in as short a time as possible. And Rob has a great system that you should try if you use digital marketing. Imagine creating and producing your entire social media content for a whole quarter in five hours. But the idea doesn't just apply to social media. What we're actually fundamentally talking about is the power of batching. How you can manage a large number of routine tasks in a very efficient way. Spending less time on the small stuff, so you can spend more time on the important stuff. Just like our tagline, eh? Now these same principles apply to loads of things that you might do. Invoicing clients, writing proposals, writing anything really, admin, planning and so much more. You see, our brains work more efficiently when we're allowed to focus on one kind of activity for a period of time. As opposed to constantly switching our attention across different kinds of activities. I've read that if you switch your concentration from one thing to another, and then back again, it can take up to 26 minutes before you're fully focused again. Now up till now, I was that switcher when it came to social media. At the start of each day, I'll spend 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, thinking about what can I share today, before switching back to another task after I've done it. So I am definitely going to try this new approach. Let's dive into the chat then. We recorded this on a chilly January afternoon. Rob was in his office, I was in mine. We've miraculously avoided the storms outside. Oh, and for regular listeners, you'll recognise one of the opening questions, and it's one that we've not done for a while. I think you're going to like this. (coughs) So, Rob, I'm really excited about talking to you today. And there's an awful lot here that I think is going to be really helpful. But before we get into the subject, can you tell us, please, who you are, what your business name is, where
0: you are, and importantly, what colour socks you've got on? Hi, Steve. Uh, So, my name's Rob Osborne, and my company is Red Knight Solutions. Our offices are based in Waterlooville in Hampshire, uh, and we're a digital marketing agency. And um, you asked what colour my socks are. Well, the truth is they are black or at least they are above the sole. I know they've got a the coloured toe and heel, okay. and I can't remember what they are. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd literally
1: just remembered that I often asked guests what colour socks they got on. I don't know why I started doing it, but it just became a thing, which I guess it was a bit disarming or whatever. Um, I have had some interesting responses. Um, so, digital marketing, that is a phrase that I hear a lot bandied around on on uh, the intrawebs and people talk about it. Um... Here's a challenge. Can you tell us in one sentence what digital marketing is?
0: No. <laughs> I love it. Two sentences. Uh, so, <laughs> in, in summary, uh, I see digital marketing as the use of social media, email, and various web elements uh, to uh, be part of a business's marketing mix, Um that can be paid advertising, free advertising, free content, um, or, yeah, you know, so, and the whole gamut of, of, of that. So it's quite a broad topic. Um, no, and that's interesting, actually, that sort of overlap between digital and
1: traditional marketing. The good news is, from my listeners' perspective, we're not going to cover the whole range of digital marketing today, uh, if only we could. But specifically, um, well, I want to talk a little bit about how, our listeners can actually manage if they do their digital marketing themselves some ideas you've got about that um we i'm trying to remember where we met we met
0: through portsmouth business exchange didn't we we did we did yeah yeah so uh when i started redoing digital marketing uh summer last year now not this year um i portsmouth business exchange was one of the first places i started networking right. and we we yeah, met there
1: yeah and and yeah. actually i mean I always talk about Penny and Portsmouth Business Exchange and Mark and, you know, it's been, a, it's, it's been a fabulous for the last six or seven months, really, for me, it's been fabulous because yeah. uh, I've met so many cool people, made lots of great connections, and I've learned how to network properly as opposed to what I thought was networking, which is pitching your services. Um, oh, yeah. Shout out to Jodie Goodchild and the phrase pitch slap. I'll have to explain that <laughs> at some point. Um, anyway, so what we wanted to talk about today was, um, and I haven't got a catchy title for this episode yet. Hopefully by the time the episode launches, I'll have a catchy title, but, um, the idea of managing the, uh, your content or your marketing, your digital marketing, managing it like a project or managing it in batches. So instead of every day rocking up to your computer and thinking right what can i put out today and spending time and go and finding it and, and before you know it you're down a youtube rabbit hole and it's 4 p.m um matching some of those similar actions together and you've got a particular technique you talked about which remember rightly you called it your five-day challenge is that
0: right that that it that is correct that is correct and and i have designed it and i will be running it as a five-day challenge in the future um but The technique we talked about, um, what you really end up with for this is what I call a foundation level of content for your social media challenges. Uh, For channels, not challenges, sorry. Because as you rightly said, the challenge that most business owners, being large or small, face is what am I going to post today? Or what am I going to post? Uh, You see other companies that are posting every day and some other companies are posting multiple times a day. Yet, yet most people sit there and think, oh, "I haven't got a Scooby Doo what to do today," and I, I, I and I find that frustrating. You know, uh, they yeah. You know, the business owners find it frustrating. I find it frustrating for them because I think the digital marketing is a great opportunity for everybody. Social media uh, and websites, yeah. but let's yeah, you know, just about social media. It's free. It's there for everyone yeah, to use, All yeah. right. And and it's digital, so you can measure yeah. it. And you know. that for me, that's the reason it's
1: particularly interesting is because I am that person. You know, I will sit at my computer today and think, right, what can I put on LinkedIn? And then I'll reshare that on Facebook and Instagram. And I've done a post, and I, there is a bit of method to it. I do tend to sort of think about. A bit of variety. So some posts will be about um, something interesting in my field, about learning or whatever. Some posts will be a picture of my sweaty face while I've been out for a run. Um, And some posts will be me actually promoting the business. So although I do apply a little bit of thought to at least making the, the, the range of stuff interesting, what I haven't done is taken a structured approach to managing that content, which is really interesting because I am all about productivity. <laughs> so this whole <laughs> podcast is about, you know, being productive and, well, not productive because I don't like the word productive. That's There's a whole episode about that. Um, but it's about actually, uh, you know, our tagline is getting better at the things you have to do so you can spend more time doing the things you want to do. And this for me, content marketing is something I have to do, I don't particularly like doing it, but I have to do it. Um, and if yeah. I can spend less time doing that, that can then free me up to spend more time doing training and workshops and, and, and being with people. So you've definitely got my attention here. Um, and, and, and I imagine for, for our listeners as well. And even if they're not businesses promoting um content it could be individuals managing their own social media content and and these techniques can be applied to all sorts of stuff which we'll get into later anyway back to the five day challenge so we've got five five days five sections five hours if you like of of activity um yeah so let's break it down at hour one what's the first thing you think people could do within an hour to get started to deliver this foundational level
0: okay so so within an hour so the so and It's important to understand the principles of what we're creating for how these break down. So, what we're trying to do is what the aim is, is that you have a piece of content that you can post every day that demonstrates your knowledge and experience in your business. So, it's like a default foundation piece of content. So, the first thing to do is come up with five key topics about your business, so um, which you can then expand on to create more content. So the, the, the reason why there are five is there are five days in the okay. week. So you make po- posts about topic one on a Monday, topic two on a Tuesday, topic three on a Wednesday, that sort of thing. Now, as a digital marketer, the topic levels I've got, and this is just gives you an example, is uh, currently on Mondays, I'm, I'm running a series of posts about podcasting. Okay because I've recently sort of launched a podcast. Uh, Tuesdays I'm currently running content about email marketing. Wednesdays the content is about uh, artificial intelligence and the use of AI uh, because that's obviously a quite in vogue topic at the moment for a better term. Thursdays I'm doing about search engine optimization and Friday it's actually about content creation ideas. So they're my five topics all right? So that's what you do in Hour 1. Okay. How do you come up with those five topics? Think about your business and just brainstorm them for a while. Um, you know, just use Post-it notes, piece of paper, whatever. Come up with up to five topics. Come up with more if you can, right? And um, it's also not a problem to use the internet or, we mentioned AI, or just so you can use ChatGPT, mm-hmm. if you're really stuck, to come up with a list of topics. If you come up with more than five, keep them because you can use this for the next version okay. of this. So the, so the aim here right. is to come up with five relatively broad
1: areas, five broad topics yeah. that underneath yeah. each of those, we're hoping there'll be a, a, a gold seam of content that we can we can talk about. So not too exactly. narrow, not too specific, um, and, and aim for five, and if you get more, great. And yeah. for the traditionalists amongst us, post-it notes or a flip chart – for the yep. tech-savvy people, chat GPT, AI, or anything in between, yeah. just to yeah. come up with yeah. five topics. Okay?
0: Yeah. Okay, so that's the first task. In the challenge, that's day one's challenge. Okay. All right.
1: And then day two then, <laughs> or hour two, yeah. I'll
0: have a restructuring this. Okay. are yeah. next? Yeah. So, so the next step is for each of those five topics is to come up with 13 points or relevant points uh, about it. Okay. So that you then, so effectively, what you do because what you'll end up doing is creating enough content to post for three months. That is thirteen weeks and a quarter, so uh, hence thirteen. And similarly, you can you know brainstorm yourself to start mm. with, but get stuck? Just use Google or AI mm. to to fill it out. Okay. The more you can do yourself, the better, because obviously you're really all about de- demonstrating your knowledge. And experience, and, and you can then, when you actually come to write the posts and schedule them and write the text above it, the more you're comfortable with it, the better the text that you can write.
1: Yeah. And you made an important point there, I think. You've made several important points. But the, but one of the things that jumps out to me, particularly in both of these two stages, is whilst you can use technology like AI to, um, to stimulate your thinking at the end of the day the purpose of this is to show the public um your authority your knowledge in in that particular area so you're not really going to do yourself any favors if you decide that one of your to- if one of my topics was going to be bricklaying and um I could come up with probably 13 bullet points for a topic about bricklaying but the minute someone scratches beneath the surface and says tell us about your bricklaying experience. I struggle a bit. Um, so I guess the watchword, particularly if people are using technology, is just to make sure they're using it to stimulate their thinking. But really, we want to focus on 13 bullet points that that talk to people about what we know and what we actually do. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly that. Or, and it, Or it could be the benefits of it. So for instance, in the email marketing ones I'm doing at the moment, some of them are things like the percentage... Of, of a person that looks at their email box and things like that. So okay. it's not a specific thing about email marketing, but it's a a valid point about yeah. why email marketing is important. So yeah. Yeah, it could be a mix of those sort of things. So you've got me thinking, so for example, in, in one of the subjects
1: that, that um, I run around coaching, the, the topic could be coaching. And then underneath the topic of coaching, there could be 13 different bullet points around why coaching matters, how to do it well, um, who are good role models, when and where do you do yeah. it all that kind of stuff
0: okay yeah all that all that kind of thing cool yeah.
1: um so that's hour two or day two
0: okay um, yeah
1: day three or hour three what's next
0: okay well the next thing is to actually find some pictures to go with it all right because actually okay. what we're looking to do is effectively create a meme which is like a, a, a an image that is made up of an image and uh the text that you've just created in the bullet points Right. so that makes the whole post so you go to so if you've got your own images that you can use, so you've, you know photos that you've taken of work you're doing and things like that, then use them because it's mm-hmm. much better to be able to use your own images and that than um, stock images. But don't be afraid to use stock images. Yeah. There's lots of them out there. So although although sometimes people can recognise a stock image, quite a lot of them you can't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty. It, it's you know, not obvious these days. There's so many out there. Um, So for stock images, there are a number of royalty-free stock image libraries um, available, Mm -hmm. things like Pixabay, Pixel, um, uh, There's loads more, I can't think of the others at the moment, but use them. Uh, And then you can can go onto any of those sites, and you can then start searching for images for those topics, all right? Um, And it will come up with a whole range of them, and you just download the ones you like, all right? And then... Um, so you end up with a with a pool of 65-plus images. Again, quite often if you download more, because uh, what I find is as you go through and match them to the text, sometimes you don't like them, mm. or sometimes they don't fit, and having more already downloaded uh, gives you that chance to kind of work on it alternative you can always go back and and refine those those images at a later date but uh, i always quite enjoy this bit actually because you've done some of the hard thinking bit in the first two stages and now you just make it look pretty and just spend a lot of time looking at pictures <laughs> um, <laughs> so you download them all uh and and i do again when i download them i put them into folders so i've got a folder for each topic so that's interesting again so
1: from yeah. a sort of a matching perspective you've got a folder per topic within that folder you've got your list of your 13 bullet points and your um 13 pictures yeah in yeah. that topic yeah i'll Thir- yeah. trying yeah. i'll try to divide 65 by 5 and i've just realized it says it in front of me is 30 <laughs>
0: and for today's yeah.
1: left episode on maths um <laughs> now pictures uh it's very interesting, and I've got a reasonable amount of experience because I use imagery a lot in in my work in training design um in making the videos and the courses and so on Pexels and pixabay I've used a lot they're really good they're free um and as long as you set the parameters right that you know the pictures are um, available for commercial use and and all that kind of stuff um they're really good I think it's a it's a it's an important point also in terms of using stock imagery um about how it fits in with your brand. So one thing I mm-hmm. notice you do a lot is you you make the picture a bit opaque. So although the image is there, you can see the image under the text, You what you do consistently in every post is that picture's just got a slightly um, low-contrast, sort of washed-out look to it, which means that your posts are cohesive. They, they all appear mm-hmm. to come from the same place instead of just random stock images with all different colours in them <coughs> and so on.
0: Yes, yeah. And I think that's important to have. So, you know, you have to pick your own style. So, as you say, I use photographs, but you can use, you know, again, in, in those um, libraries, you could be using cartoons uh, or various other graphics because they're all there. In all my images, I've used um, photographs. Um, you know, so it's, it, and it's all about that consistency of brand and image yeah. as well. Um, yeah. The other thing that um, I've come across, which is, is worth people thinking about, is
1: uh, the formats of different um, different media. So you know, Instagram likes square pictures, but it likes vertical reels. Um, LinkedIn prefers a more rectangular format to the picture. Um, so it's it's worth doing your homework to identify which um, which which format you're gonna uh, which platform you're gonna place them on, and then crop the pictures with some cropping software to make sure that they they fit nicely otherwise it all looks a bit weird when it's all twisted and distorted isn't it uh
0: yes but what i will say as well because um i'm all about done is better than perfect Mm -hmm. so if you're just posting into one social media platform when we come to the next stage yes make sure that you choose um an image format that is the right dimensions for that platform okay but if you're if you're posting across multiple social media platforms, particularly if one of them is Instagram, uh, then it's better to just use a square one, use right. an Instagram base, because actually, if you post into uh, onto other platforms, yeah, the, the it, it doesn't they kind of resize and they they're not too upset. So, for instance, yeah. um, because I post my content across all four, you know, Instagram, uh, web, Facebook, Instagram linkedin and twitter mm. i actually create them all as square mm. ones so they're all square and i use the same image across all of them yeah. just for convenience yeah. um yeah. you know and it, the, it obviously works best on instagram because it's square but actually it works fine across all of them okay um that's just a little bit, a bit of experience Top tip. yeah that. nice so yeah. just
1: go for square ones also if uh you're running a
0: business and you've
1: got a bit of budget to invest in this you can then invest in in places like and I use Envato which is a paid platform what I like about platforms like Envato is a it gives you a bigger choice of pictures um, again all available copyright royalty free for commercial use but also it tends to give you images that that you may not see as often everywhere else, so you get a little bit of exclusivity. So, so if there's
0: if you've got a budget for that, that's that's worth
1: considering. Looking at something like that,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely, and, and certainly the the the, um, the royalty the free ones that we mentioned, Pixabay and uh, Pexels, are both linked to paid uh, libraries. And, and whenever you do a search, there's a whole bunch of really nice images that yeah. go. You could have these if yeah. you bought an account with us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah. at the moment I'm I'm in the got to use the free stuff yeah, absolutely. category. Absolutely.
1: Sorry to interrupt your listening, but I just wanted to jump in with a quick message. If you've listened to Sharp Podcast for a few years, you might be wondering why we've been mentioning SON Development and what that's all about. Are they a sponsor? Is it a house building company? Well, no. You see, we've been making sharp podcasts since 2017, and it's always been our aim to give you free resource that helps you get better at the things that matter to you, and we're not planning to change that. But SON Development is the training company that I founded in 2021 to help organisations, teams and individuals improve performance and make a real difference to their working lives. We run workshops, we do consultation and we provide digital resource about leadership, coaching, sales, customer service, planning and prioritization and loads more stuff. So if you're a business or a team leader and you're frustrated that your training isn't making a real difference, give us a shout. You can find out more about what we do at sondevelopment.com and of course there's a link in the show notes. But if you prefer to get your development free of charge with Sharp Podcast, would you do us a favor? And just make a quick note now to share this episode or any that you really like with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone who you think it could help. We'd really appreciate it. End of interruption. Back to the episode. Let's just recap. Hour one or day one, we've come up with five topics. Hour two or day two, we identify 13 bullet points per topic. Our three, and this feels like a big job, but a fun job, we come up with 65 pictures, which we split into across our five different topics. So we've got our topics, our bullet points,
0: and our pictures. What's next? What do we do on day four? Okay. So day four is where you stick them all together. Okay. All right. So uh, you're going to be using uh, whichever your favorite graphics design package is. The main two I tend to use are either PowerPoint or Canva. Uh, and in fact, so I, I, I used to do it in PowerPoint, and I've now got over my Canva hang-ups, and I use Canva. Um, yeah. And effectively, what you're doing now is bringing them all together. So what you want to do is create, initially, uh, a template design that you like. Because effectively, you're going to have three elements. That's the picture, the text that you've just created, and you also want to brand it. So put your company logo on there. One, you want to design, decide where you want the text box. So you can have a uh, across the bottom of the pi- of the of the of the post, across the top of the post, down the left of the post, or the right, whichever you want, or or a combination. It's really up to you. You design the look and feel that you like. So play, spend a bit of time playing around with it, and then effectively, what you do is you 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 start creating it. So you bring your you import all the pictures for your topic set so you're going to sort topics out at a time is easy easiest way of doing this yeah. um so you import all the pictures so you upload them if you're using canva you upload them if you're using powerpoint you just bring them in as you, as you create each post um and then you create the first image bring the image in um and size it to the to the post put your text box in place put your branding on it and um, once you're happy that you've got that laid out for the one you then, in, in, and I'm just going to talk particularly about how you do it in Canva, but you then literally just duplicate the page so it then moves it to the next one. Mm-hmm. You change the picture and you change the text. Okay. All right? And you just do that 13 times and you've created your 13 pace. So, uh, and, I, and I know we've, we've talked previously that Canva does have a pro version where you can do some of this automated, but mm-hmm. at the moment we're talking all about doing this as free as possible. But that's, so that's the technique of doing it. And because you've done all that other prep, this stage actually doesn't take very long at all. Because you're literally here's what yeah you know, once you've got the design you like, here's one. i oh, done it. Duplicate. Done the next one. Right. Duplicate. Done the next one. Um, so it doesn't take very long at all. Um, and then you and then and then you do another set for the next topic. You do all five topics, and you can because of all the other prep you've done, you can do that in an hour wow. easily. Wow. Once you get once you get into the swing of it, yeah, because yeah, you're just yeah, doing yeah. a process, yeah. you know? and
1: there's a couple of things that really appeal to me about that um i'm like you so i used to use powerpoint and photoshop all the time um and i dabbled with canva over the years didn't really like it didn't get on with it but one of the things i discovered about canva and this comes back to this principle of batching like things together is exactly as you say once you've produced one because you're effectively just duplicating that you're not building each one from scratch you can just Change the picture, change the text, but the layout stays exactly the same. It's I do that with the um, the images are put out on the podcast. So each each podcast episode has its image, which which goes out on the, the file, and we use in the social media. And all I do is I just bring in the last one I did, change the picture of the person that's in it or the subject, change the words, and there's a new image. So that idea of batching together um, similar actions it does two things. First of all it makes it easier to do. And secondly, mentally, it's less taxing because your brain is focused on that single activity. And as you said, it does become quite enjoyable, actually, you know, I, I like that creative side of of, of making those things. So, um, so with Canva, particularly, um, you can just manually create one, then copy it, change the content, copy it, change the content. Or as you said, there are pro versions either the paid version of Canva or other other platforms where you can automate some of that process but we'll we'll let people um discover how to do those things. I believe there's a video yeah. channel called Your Tube or something that they can go onto and learn how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not very it's not very popular. <laughs> um, go onto YouTube and learn how to become an airline pilot in 10 hours. Um my my favorite one and I have talked about this a lot before. There is a video on YouTube that's 10 hours long called watching paint dry. just because you can doesn't mean you should
0: yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) um don't believe everything you see on youtube so again i'll have a recap step one we've got our five topics step two we've got 13 bullet points per topic step three come up with 65 pictures step four create your canva template and import your pictures and your text
0: into the the canva template what's next Okay, so obviously the final thing with Canva is, each, one of the things we should have said, is, and it helps, is that um, when you, as you duplicate in Canva, right, you can name each image. right? So okay. just give it an imi- a name that's relevant, because actually when you download it, the name you give there is the file name that it actually creates uh, for the yeah. image. Yeah. All right? So that's just useful. Yeah. When you download them, th- download the finished images, download them and save them in a file, in, in a file area, that is named uh, and that f- f- to help you do the posting, right? So basically, you want to keep all of the topic one ones in, in one folder, okay? Topic two in another folder, so you they're all together uh, for when you start doing it. Because day five is when you start, you can start posting and scheduling. Okay. So on the um, five day challenge, the challenge on day five is to actually schedule your first week's worth of posts so that's one from each of the five topic sets. Right. Um and that's a, but that's effectively where you're at. So now you've so you've got 65 posts that you're ready to go with. Yeah. So that's your 3 months worth. And uh, so the scheduling now if you're just using one social media channel, you're just using that tool in that product. Mm-hmm. So for Facebook and Instagram, if you're using Meta Business Suite, then you can use the planner in that sh- to schedule posts. Just hang on a second there, Rob. Meta Business Suite, what's that? Facebook and Instagram are owned by Meta, hence why it's called Meta. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And they've they've produced um, something called the Meta Business Suite, which sits across Facebook and Instagram. You can go in there and effectively you just click on the day you want to schedule and effectively it lets you start putting your posts together. So you can upload the image. You then have an area for the text that goes into the post. And if you are doing Facebook and Instagram, you can either have the same post for them or this little button that allows you to effectively create a Facebook and an Instagram version of the same post. Okay. Now, the reason why you, you, you want to do that really is on Facebook, you can include hyperlinks in your post mm-hmm. text, whereas on Instagram, you can't. Facebook doesn't really use hashtags; you're allowable, but most people don't use hashtags on Facebook. But on Instagram, hashtags are a big thing. Mm-hmm. So effectively, they're the two main differences between the two. And you may want to tweak the body work, or the, the the body text that you put in for uh, Instagram to include some hashtags actually in the word in in the body of the post, as well as put some hashtags at the end of it, depending on okay. how you how you like to do it. It's all about some of it's a bit about style. So I quite like to do that. Okay. Yeah, and and then obviously if you're using X or Twitter, it's got its own scheduling tool. So if you're creating a post, there's um, a little image that looks like a calendar on Twitter, on Twitter or X. You click on that, that allows you to schedule the post. Yeah. And also on LinkedIn, it's mm-hmm. got its own scheduler. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just talked about using all the native inbuilt schedulers. You can use other third-party scheduling tools, mm-hmm. Buffer, Hootsuite. Yeah. Or others, but people say that using a native, inbuilt scheduler is preferable within the algorithm for for those platforms now. Whether that's true or not anymore, I don't know. But I tend to still just use the plot just use the the, the native ones because it's it's there. And the way I tend to do it is I start with Facebook. I then copy that into Instagram. Okay. Um, as we said, uh, I'm making the slight tweaks, so I add the hashtags. I then copy that into Twitter, and then in Twitter you have to play around with it, because obviously it's got a much smaller uh, yeah. word count yeah. in the post. But I also copy the Instagram one into into uh, LinkedIn as well. And if I'm wanting to put a, put a, a hyperlink in, I will have will put the state yeah, the full hyperlink into Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, if it's in Twitter, I'll have to use something like Bitly to shorten the length of it, probably. Um, and quite often, don't, don't, it's just too much of the hard work. <laughs> um, but that's how I do it. So basically, I do 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 one post across all four platforms, schedule them, and then I move on to the next one. Okay, and I do one a
1: day. So just to recap, we've got Meta Business Suite for scheduling posts in Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. On LinkedIn and Twitter, you can go in and schedule the posts in the platform itself. You, yeah, what you do because I've done this a bit myself. You put the post up as if you're putting the post up now, but then you select the schedule thing and then you can project it for a later time. LinkedIn, yeah. I know is a bit, LinkedIn's a bit, Weird. So, if you want to make a change later on, it doesn't let you change the picture. You've got to delete the whole thing and start again. So, yeah. there are some little foibles you've got to get used to. Alternatively, you can use a, a dedicated platform like Hootsuite or, or or similar to um to to do the scheduling for all of them. But um, we think it's worth doing it natively. And just so I've got clear in my mind, what's your aim in terms of how many you're setting up to schedule?
0: How long does it take you to set up a month's worth of posts? How long would it take you? A month's worth of a difficult answer because it tends to take between about half an hour and 45 minutes to schedule a week's worth. Okay. Uh, and then, so it's like trying to find, you either put that aside on a Monday morning, so you don't do the week each time. Right. Or you try and, you know, you just try and find that period of time and get as far in advance as you can. Okay. All right. So, you know, if, if you do the maths, what I've just said, it's going to take you between two and three hours. i spread over a month to do a month's worth. Okay. Um, and it's just, yeah, you know, so you just do it. So if you're you know, busy running a business, you do it at some quiet time. You could do it yeah. first thing in the morning, after work, at lunchtime. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, or actually, if you could just got a, a, a quiet bit, you can go, oh, I've got some posts I can schedule. Yeah, Because you've already pre-posted, you can just, whenever you feel like it, you go, oh, just do a few more. You know, obviously the pressure gets on if you're starting to run out of yeah, two yeah. scheduled ones. But otherwise, because you've got them there ready to go, um, I mean, the only slight challenge is obviously thinking about what you're actually going to write in the body of the text. But okay. you've got the what you've put in the, it, 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 on, on the main as, as a kind of starting yeah, point, yeah, and then you yeah. just want to expand it. And that's where you can get a bit more personal about the business, if that makes sense. And
1: again, um, what I found useful is from an automation perspective, I'll often put a post up in LinkedIn. Before I press send or schedule, I'll control C, copy that text, post it, then go into Facebook, paste that into facebook so you're not writing it all from scratch you can add the picture in and and that process makes it swifter exactly so this just with this scheduling bit then this is really interesting because there's a couple of things that you're kind of um uh, prompting me to think about if you've got let's say you've got a dedicated hour a week where you're sitting there to schedule all your posts for next week for sake of argument um what i really like about that is You've done the thinking, so the part of your brain that comes up with ideas isn't getting taxed. You've done the creative bit, so the design part of your brain isn't getting taxed. You've sorted them into folders so you know where they live, so the organization part of your brain isn't getting taxed. That then makes the scheduling a a very routine activity, and it means that you can do that, At times when even if your energy is a bit low, you've had a long day, it's not a difficult task to do. And this is what I really love about this system is it works with the brain the way our brain works and not against the way our brain works. Because the different parts of your brain or the different skills you're having to deploy to think about a subject, come up with a picture, add a title on, put some stuff in there and then schedule it it's actually using lots of different parts of your brain and if you're doing that all the time you're task switching between those things and i think from memory the 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 time apparently when you're multitasking it takes 26 minutes for your brain to move from the, if you're focusing on one thing to move to another thing it takes 26 minutes for your brain to fully focus on that second thing so by batching those similar activities together you're working with the way that your brain works in the clear course that we're launching at the moment, we, we we talk a little bit about batching and in the locate stage, we're talking about grouping similar tasks together. And I talk about a shopping list. If you went to the shop and you get beans and cat litter and milk off the shelf and put them in your basket, you've actually got a batch there, which is your shopping list. It's a batch of similar actions, three similar actions, take beans off the shelf, take um, milk off the shelf, take um, cat litter off the shelf, put them in your basket and then you go home. If you went to the shop every time you wanted an individual thing and you got in your car and you drove to the shop and you got the milk and put it in your basket and then paid for it and then went home and then realized you need cat litter, life would become very difficult. What's weird is that we act as if we're doing that in lots of other ways we, we manage our business. We we do disjointed, disparate tasks together and it really taxes our brain. It's not very efficient and it doesn't it doesn't work in line with the way our brains work. And You know, this idea of batching and from a project management perspective, if your folders are in the right place and you know what's in there and you can easily and quickly post things into your schedule, it means then you can do the scheduling late in the afternoon when you're a bit tired or when you've got 10 minutes appears from nowhere and you've got it as a task for that week to do, you can do it quickly instead of it being something you put off because you're worried about, oh, I've got to think about a subject and I don't really know what to do and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this is fab. I love this. Yeah, yeah. And just
0: one one other tip in there yeah. is in each fold, each of those folders you've got with all your images in, have another folder or subfolder that's called Posted. And yes. as you post each image, move it. Once you've pressed Schedule on everything, because I, I, I've also learned that actually sometimes... Um, some of the applications don't actually upload the file properly until you've pressed schedule so like I've, I've i've moved it when i've done like the fourth one and then you go back to facebook and goes can't load that anymore because the image oh, isn't there oh, anymore right, okay all right so you just gotta but but by moving it out of the way it means that you don't have to you, you don't even have to come back to it and go have i posted that one yeah yeah or which ones have i posted? you know you nice. just move them out of the way nice. so all that's in that main folder is the stuff that remains to be posted.
1: Well, what you've talked about there, Rob, is the Kanban technique. So that is absolutely what the Kanban technique is, which it's in its simplest form is, these are the things I have to do, another column of things I'm doing, and a column of things I've done. And you literally just move the, the post-it note or the card or the task from one column to the other. And at any moment, you can very quickly step back and see, I've got a load to post, so I need to set some time for it. I've got a load, I'm in the middle of posting, so when that's done, they'll move to done. And as you said, the minute you've got some downtime, again, you can very quickly say, "Right, well, these six posts haven't gone out yet because they're in the yet to be posted folder."
0: Um, so that's that's fab. I really love that. Yeah. And 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 the other thing with that is it seems to become pretty clear when you need to start thinking about doing your next quarter's batch. Right. If you just to go, "I haven't got, I haven't got much left there." <laughs> yeah, it's quite <laughs> obvious. The shelf, yeah. the shelf is bare. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. So again, very, very quick recap. First hour, identify the five topics. Second hour, um, identify three bullet 13 bullet points per topic. Third hour, come up with 65 pictures. Fourth hour, create your Canva template. And then the fifth hour, set up your schedule. And then an hour a week or something like that, you're just sitting there and yeah. bashing away and posting them. Now, obviously, yep. we'll put these steps in the um, in in the show notes for the podcast, so so people can can read it. But um, I really like this idea because actually, you could apply that same logic to um, creating proposals for clients, or designing training, or um, or writing up notes, because each of those acts uses different parts of your brain at different times so sometimes it's using the creative part sometimes it's using the sort of the brainstorming thinking part sometimes it's just processing routines sending emails and those sorts of things and if you can break those down into similar tasks and then do the similar tasks together in that methodical way you can actually get a lot more done in a shorter period of time and achieve your goal of spending less time doing the stuff you have to do and spend more time on on doing the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. what would be your sort of watch outs or your top tips for making this really work? What, what are the things people need to think about?
0: Okay. So, so the things to think about are making sure you've put some period of time aside once mm-hmm. every quarter to go through that creation process. Um, but also to put some, to find that time to regularly do those posts uh, okay. to actually schedule everything. Okay. They're, they're the biggest, biggest challenge. It's effectively time. Yes. right. Yes. A- and, and, you know, and, and the other good thing is, once you've done this two, maybe three times, you almost don't need to do it again because right. you can reuse once you've done before. Because certainly That's for nice. social media, nobody's going very you know well nobody's going to go back and look at your post from th- six months ago. Know. You know, so you can actually almost completely repurpose the post, even if, you know change the text if you want to, change the order of them. But um, you know, it actually means that once you like, once you've done it two, three times, you've got that foundation level there forever and it's likely to be different people looking at those
1: posts anyway isn't it so it doesn't matter whether they're you're repurposing
0: exactly obviously you know, you've just got to rev- review them so for instance obviously with the stuff i do facebook twitter and all that other, those other platforms are constantly evolving so mm. whatever your tips are you've just got to make sure they're still relevant but if, if you're happy that they're relevant yeah. then you can you can repurpose them yeah. again six months down the line
1: and of course there's nothing to stop you if something Comes up as a subject of the day, you can still post about that subject. You're not, you're not only Absolutely. putting this stuff out.
0: Yeah, yeah. This, I think, I said right. This is that foundation level yeah. that just gives you something to post. You see, some people that go posting two or three times a day at times, and you think, how are they doing that? Yeah. It's because they've got diff- you know, these levels created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and you could even create additional levels. So, for instance uh you and i both do podcasts Mm -hmm. right so you can have a here's the foundation level then actually i do a podcast every fortnight you do a podcast every month so when we release a podcast we do a whole bunch of other posts about them yeah yeah you talked about your clear course and things like that you could be posting another layer of posts relevant to to specifically about clear or what you're doing at the time delivering a course and that kind of stuff don't you worry i'll be i'll be Using your idea absolute to promote Clear when it's live—that's that's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so in terms of making it work, you said set aside the time. You you talked to earlier on about aim for good and not perfect.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. People sometimes are so focused on getting everything perfectly right hmm. um, that they they again they get into analysis paralysis yeah, and yeah. don't do anything. What I will say is. It is worth making sure you've spelt everything correctly. <laughs> uh, I fell foul of that today, okay. and somebody somebody I know messaged me on LinkedIn and went, "In that image you've posted, did you know you've missed the R out of the first R out of WordPress?" And I went, "No." Oh all right, okay. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get it checked. Only one person's only one person spotted it, um, or at least have told me about it. Um, Yeah, and sometimes maybe it's a way of checking to see if people are reading it or not. I've done that loads of times, and and to be honest with you, the golden rule is true,
1: get someone else to check it, because your own brain is very poor at at reviewing your own work. It's just, again, the way we're we're, we're built. So set aside some dedicated time, aim for good and not perfect. Um, Obviously... If you can, when you're setting aside that time, making sure that you know you don't get distracted by other things so you haven't got other Definitely. social media yeah. running in the background and those sorts of things. We've talked about tools. So you can just use folders on your system. Uh, I use Todoist as, as my task management tool of choice. I have used Trello in the past. I know you'd said you were going to have a look at Trello and see whether that's interesting to you. There's, there's plenty of things out there. And again, most of them free. But the idea really is you're just using the tool to identify the tasks and then when you come to do them, you haven't got to stop and think about what are the tasks because they're just there in front of you. You can just tick them off. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really, really interesting. And obviously, as I said, I'll put all the, the the key steps in the show notes and people can have a listen again and so on. But yeah. what you've given us is a, a great tool for people, A, to manage their social media content or their marketing content, um, or they can use that same approach for all sorts of other stuff. So um, we've, we've covered... In a lot of detail, something that I can't believe you're giving this away for free, Rob. That that you know you're happy to let people have this free of charge. I guess um, when people start getting into it, um, obviously there are going to be pitfalls and queries and things that people find challenged with. Clearly, you know what you can offer as a service to clients is is then the kind of the support where either you do all this for them, yeah, um, and they don't have to think about it at all. They just sign it off or you coach them doing it, um, which means that you hands-on can support people. And obviously that's where people would get their real value from you because this is, as you said, very foundational, very basic, nice to get up and running. Um, but when people start to think about what they're doing and then, then they realise they need your help and support, then they can come to you and, and you can you can help them in terms of the the services you offer if people did want to contact you and i segued neatly into the plug zone here um where can they contact you so where are your places of your points of contact
0: okay so uh the website is redlightsolutions.co.uk, um and my email address is rob.osborne@redlightsolutions.co.uk. at uh, we're also on every social media platform uh, there is pretty much, you know, the main ones certainly you know, Twitter or X, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and our handle is usually Red Knight Solutions. And make sure you pick the the UK digital marketing agency, not the uh, US IT consult, no IT consultancy support company. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this
1: is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I'll put all the links to all of those um, contact points for you in the show notes for the episode. This has been great Rob thank you ever so much you've really you've really piqued my interest here and, I, and I'm hoping a lot of our listeners will find this very interesting and you'll get inundated with people that are going to need some uh, some help and support from you once they get into it but you've you, you've really sure. helped solve a big problem for people so uh, thank you ever so much I'll see you soon at the next Portsmouth business exchange. looking forward to it. What a fabulous approach. Five steps, one hour each, and it will enable you to prepare an entire quarter's social media content ready for you to publish in five hours. I'll put the steps in the show notes, but what you might like to do is, to, is have a look at them and work out how you can apply these same principles to other things that you do as well as your digital marketing stuff. How can you group together similar tasks as you do, process them quickly? and then free up your brain and your time for the more enjoyable things, the fun things, or the things that can make a big difference to your world. And if you want to share with us how you've got on, we'd absolutely love that. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at SON Development, or on LinkedIn, it's Steve O'Neill. So share with us. Tell us if either, A, you've used the five-hour model to manage and curate your social media content, or if you've applied these same principles to something else, the idea of batching similar tasks together. Tell us how it's worked, I'll put the links to all the places you can share it and Rob's contact details in the show notes. And that's it. Have a great month. Oh, and look forward to the next episode. It is another cracker, I promise. See you later.